of God. And this is a super Sunday, isn't it? Like I said last week, every Sunday is a super Sunday. We thank God that Jesus rose on that third day. It was an early Sunday morning, and we love to celebrate. And we're getting ready. Can you believe how time is passing by so quickly? It's already, what, February the 7th, Super Bowl. I, I, I was doing some uh, Super Bowl work here at the church, <clears throat> chips and Cokes and stuff. And by the way, that's for y'all when you leave today. Help yourself. But it's Super Bowl 55, and I, I just think, didn't we just do this a few weeks ago? Wasn't it just a few weeks ago? It was Super Bowl 54. But anyway, uh, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs that are going to be playing today and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You got to say it like that if you're from Texas. And uh, I don't know how you feel about Tom Brady. You know, you may love him, you may hate him, but this is his 10th appearance in a Super Bowl. And uh, he's had six wins. He's going for seven today, which is, would be the perfect number, wouldn't it? Uh, my son-in-law loves, has loved in the past Tom Brady so much. He thinks he's the greatest quarterback of all time. And my son-in-law, even to the point, loved him so much that he considered, at one point, naming his child Brady if it was a boy. So pray for my son-in-law. No, I'm just kidding. Love you, Mikey. If you're watching. And uh, I, I was thinking about all the food. Now, I, I just want to give a shout out to Tim Steriker who made, who was smoking some uh, brisket for us about six and a half hours yesterday. God bless you, Brother Tim. Uh, and that's because I mentioned his name in the sermon last week. But that's another story. But I was thinking about the food that we, that we eat at Super Bowl. And I, I, I did some research and I, I found out that we, as Americans, are going to eat 28 million uh, pounds of chips alone. 28 million pounds of chips. 3,600 tons of guacamole. Come on, preach somebody. That, that's good right there. Now, this is okay. 8 million pounds of popcorn. As long as it's got, like, sugar on it or something, it's okay. Honey or something. Candies. Uh, this one surprised me. Now get this, 1.4 billion, and that's billion with a B, 1.4 billion chicken wings. Now here's the funny, here's the funny part. There is a 20% increase in antacid sales Monday after the game. That's funny, I don't care who you are. We eat a lot of food during Super Bowl, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for it. Super Sunday, and today I want to speak on who's taking home the trophy, who's taking home the trophy, and you know, I was thinking about what the difference is between the people that watch the game and the people that play the game, and it's this dedication and determination to practice, to work out, and play the sport is greater than the ones who sit on the couches eating the 1.4 billion chicken wings, right? Because they are the ones who applied themselves. They are the ones who were dedicated to get there in their life. And so uh, I was thinking about how it should help us and encourage us to work out just a little bit more. Can I get a good amen, somebody? Yeah, yeah. And so... 
I know some people, their favorite part about going to the gym and working out is when it's over. I get that. I mean, I understand that. And, and I understand all the problems. You know, the weight room has all the grunting and the posing and the posturing, the loud instructors who are helping people. Give me one more. Give me one more. Give me one more. You, you just said that. You're saying it again. And I won't even go into the smells of the locker room, but I, I know most of you are just glad when it's over and you get to rest. But isn't it funny? Now, I want to I turn this spiritually. Isn't it funny that we desire growth, but we want to reject what grows us? We want growth, but many times we find ourselves rejecting that which would grow us. How do you expect to get the results you desire if you don't embrace the development. Ooh. Everybody go, ooh. Yeah, that's an ooh statement. And then there's so many people that when they go to work out and they don't drink enough water. And so they get dehydrated. And then surprisingly, they end up going into a sauna and get even more dehydrated. And the, the reality is they need water. You need water if you're going to be working out. And I want to tell you spiritually, you need some Holy Spirit water when you are going through the workout or the test that comes your way. This water refreshes us when God is working on us, building our strength up. We get so dehydrated spiritually, don't we, sometimes? That we think we can pass the test without God's refreshment. But that's why it's important for me that when we come in here, we're just not going to sing to be singing. We're singing because we know that he's enthroned or he sits on the praises of his people. That's why we raise our hands. We lift our voice and shout. That's because we love to be refreshed by his living water. Come on, somebody. Can I get a good amen? Some of us are so dehydrated, we think that we can pass the test without refreshment. (laughs) Penalty. Can't do it. It ain't going to work. God is our refreshment. Can I get a good amen? He is the holy water that we need. Let's look at Psalm 42, verse 1. As the deer... Longs for the streams of water. Such a great scripture. So I long for you, O God. Notice this. I what? I thirst. Everyone say thirst. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? David went through some trials. He went through some tests. There was some workouts that God was working in him. To be prepared to be one of the greatest kings of Israel. And I want to tell you that when life would leave him dry, when life would actually leave him thirsty, he knew, like the deer that would pant for the water, he knew, I need the presence of God in my life. I need his holy water. Psalm 23 that we sang today, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet water. He refreshes my soul. 
Isn't that good? I'm glad that I know that he is the living water. And you have to stay close to the source because when you go through the test or when you're going through the workout that makes you stronger, the refreshment that you need is God's presence. There's nothing like enjoying the presence of God. Jesus said in John 4, verse 13, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. I love that, don't you? Jesus is the living water. Would you say that with me? Jesus is the living water. He refreshes. He satisfies. It bubbles up from the inside. This week I was thinking about an old song that Andre Crouch wrote. We used to sing a long time ago. I've got a satisfied feeling down in my soul. Had a cool intro. It was awesome in the day. I've got a satisfied feeling. All of my friends been wondering about the change that's come over me. Since I met this man called Jesus, the man from Galilee. Come on. (laughs) Jeremiah 31, 25. God will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Aren't you glad for these scriptures today? Maybe, maybe you've, I know this has been a long season, but that's why we come together in heavenly places because I don't know about you, but I'm passionate about the presence of God. I love being in the Almighty's presence. Who am I? It's like Rusty Goodman wrote that song. Who am I that a king would love me so much? When you're tired from working out, when you're tired from the test, when God is building up strength in you, God knows that you need refreshment, and he's going to give you the joy-filled life that you need because in his presence is what? A fullness of what? Of joy. That's right. So there's no money. There are no pills. There are no, there isn't a bottle, a popularity, or a relationship that can fill you. That's a challenge. I challenge you to try Jesus Christ. That's what I do today. He is the living water. He will give you the joy that you need. He is the joy of your salvation. Can we praise him today? Yes, and amen. What I think is interesting is, you know, when it's a hot day and in life and here in Texas, it can, you know, we have a couple months where it's over 100 degrees. And we're glad we live here when it's wintertime and up north they're freezing to death. But by the way, we get a little bit more winter this week. I, I hear by the end of the week. So it's going to be a bone chilling 30 degrees at night. And the people up north are just gagging right now. They say, that's nothing. What are you talking about? That's cold for us. This week it got into the 80s. I love the 80s. No pun intended. Okay, you got it. 
But when it's hot outside and it's 110 degrees, that, you, don't, you don't want somebody to offer you a warm glass of milk. You're sweating, and, right? Isn't that disgusting? No. And, and the Bible talks about a good father doesn't, when a child wants bread, he, he doesn't give them something bad for them. And this is what the Lord does. He, he will refresh your soul. When you're tired and, and, it's, and you're worn out and you've been in the test and you've been working out, he doesn't give you the warm glass of milk. He gives you the cool, refreshing water. Some of you are going, Pastor, I need, I need a cold glass of water right now with a bunch of ice and to clean me, you know. I was going to bring one out here, and I just didn't want to be that mean this morning. But I know that if there's no pain, you know the next part, there's no what? No gain. So when working out, you got to make sure, even though you don't, re- you don't want to reach for the wrong beverages, you want to reach out to the God who's able to give you the joy of his presence. Amen? You need to get uncomfortable sometimes to find results. And I, I think that's, in, that's an interesting statement. You got to get uncomfortable at times to get the results that you're looking for. It's not comfortable taking the weights and putting them above your head, is it? It's not always comfortable doing the bench press. It's, it's not comfortable doing those things. But if you're trying to get stronger... Now, that's, that's in the physical. If you're trying to get stronger, you, there's got to be a little discomfort. And the same thing goes in our spiritual walk. There are times where God wants us to be stronger. He's going to let us go through some things. And the Bible says, and when we've gone through the fire, we're going to become shiny, sparkling gold. He's making something good happen out of the test that we go through. And, and some of you are saying, well, Pastor... I must be, God must really think I need a lot of strength right now because I got a lot of problems. But you know, let him work on you. Let, let him refresh you during these moments. Get into his presence. Like what Aaron was saying earlier. Just get into his presence in the morning. Put on praise and worship and, and just enjoy Jesus. I, I heard this and I, I think it's so true. I don't think God wants you so comfortable that you don't follow him to your destiny. And I agree with that. God is more concerned about your character and calling than your comfort. If you want to write that down, I think that's good. God is more concerned with your character and calling than your comfort. God loves you too much to shield you from the uncomfortable. That's a good place to say amen. Romans 5 and 3. Not only so, but we also glory. Oh, here we go. I'm ruining the message. Glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces what? Perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. The one who has no problems has no power. It is the workout that makes you stronger. How do you get strong if you have nothing to lift? Think about that. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. Everyone say training. 
training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you see how God trains? Do you see what he does? Through his word, through teaching, rebuking. Does that sound fun yet? Correcting. This is what trainers do. They push you harder to make you stronger. Now, training must take place so that you can be equipped. Maybe you've been in the test, but you haven't let God fuel you or refresh you. And that's why it's important to get into his presence. Allow him. Yes, time can heal. Time can heal. And time does heal some things of your past. But only Jesus Christ is able to heal something so deep and something so scarred that you need him in your life and and to have that relationship with him. Just like was spoken earlier today, he, he loves you. He died on a cross for you and rose again for you. How else can he tell? He laid down his life for you. How much more can he tell you? So don't be afraid of him. Come, come to him. Let him refresh you and let him restore you because he is a good shepherd. He is the good daddy, father, God. That's who he is. Look at Ephesians 4, 16. From Jesus, the whole body joined and held together by ever-supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The whole body. Who's he talking about? He's talking about you and me, the church. Our job is to be built up, worked out, so that we can help others. We are now trainers. We are now in the spiritual gems of life, and we are working and helping other people. You know, I was thinking how these bodybuilders go on competitive stages and and they flex and get their pictures taken. You know, and I think that's all fine and good, but it's kind of like, hey, why don't you start serving with some of that muscle and come over here and help me move my furniture, you know? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's great that we can have these great spiritual bodies, but you've got to be able to help others and it's just not you just weren't made to just look spiritually fit when i see my savior taking a towel and washing his disciples feet the greatest example you'll ever see a god who washes He's serving. In fact, he said, I I did not come to be served. I came to serve. So many of you have found the joy of serving. You've been through a lot of tests, haven't you? You've been through a lot of things, and now you're serving in different capacities of ministry. And you're making a difference in the world. Yeah? You love God. You get strong. But you also love people serving, making a difference in the world. God is building you up to build others up. One more illustration to give you here. How many has ever uh, seen the redwood trees? Anybody? Maybe you've seen pictures. How many have at least seen pictures of redwood trees? It is so amazing if you ever see these trees. 
they have interlocking roots. But it's not just within themselves, but their roots interlock with other redwood trees. And so it makes them incredibly strong when winds and storms come. They're like immovable and they're unshakable. So when I'm looking at this in the natural and thinking about it in the spiritual, this is why it's so important to get planted into a church. Having relationships with other believers where your roots get intertwined with others, it makes you stronger. And so when the storms come, you're able to, to go through the storm and the winds because you can still be standing. Plant yourself into the house of the Lord. Psalm 92 and 13. He who is planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. So many want to flourish, but not as many want to be planted in the house of God. And that's why we've got to be careful. We need to be redwood trees and not something that we see here in Texas called tumbleweed. (laughs) People up north don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Think about the old western movies, the cowboy movies, and they're on the dirt road and he's, you know, he's got his horse, they're going down the road and all of a sudden, and you see this little dead looking bush just rolling over and over and over. That's a tumbleweed probably in the movie blowing down the street. Why do tumbleweeds do that? Because they're really, really big on the top. But their roots are itty bitty. And they can be blown out of the dirt very easily. You don't ever see redwood trees blowing down the street in a western movie. As believers... I'm asking you today to be redwood trees, interlocking with other believers, standing for Christ together, being strong together. And when we come into this place corporately and we worship, it's it's like we are worshiping God together and we are praising him, lifting up our God. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. As believers, let's be redwood trees and not tumbleweeds. And here's the last thing, Justin, you can come on up. The last thing, what they'll tell you if you go work out at a gym, the instructors will say, what you do in here is as important as what you need to do outside of the gym. Now, I realize for many, I have just messed up the message for you right there. Because... We all, maybe from time to time, can do the workout. But what we do outside the gym is very important. That we eat the right kind of food. I'm talking about our diet. Whoop, whoop, right? The diet is very important. Well, I mean, if you want to be in shape, right? If you want to be strong, if you want a healthy body. And the same way goes with us. We have to guard what we allow outside the spiritual gym, the church building. What 
we allow into our mind outside our spiritual diet outside of this place it's basically what Aaron was was speaking on this morning we allow so much TV and so much music that we probably shouldn't be listening to movies that we shouldn't be watching we allow so much spiritual junk food in our life in our minds and then we wonder why we don't feel good spiritually I just don't feel good spiritually you have to have the spiritual diet so that you don't get sick from all the junk food and like tomorrow needing the the antacids tomorrow the sales of 20% increase the good thing is Jesus said taste and see the Lord is good I hear Jesus saying that taste and see the bread I am the bread of life I am the bread set some guardrails set some protections of your heart how with this the word the word of God let let that become part of your life and by the way God is looking for spiritual fruit not religious nuts my mind is going 20 miles an hour right now and I'm going to hold back but God is looking for spiritual fruit we all want the spiritual fruit but we always don't want to go through what it takes the pruning to get there to be even greater than what we were before so if you're going through some things right now and we, we all do from time to time God is just trying to make you stronger God God's bringing you through this and when you've gone through the test then you can be the testimony of how God brought you through aren't you thankful for that and you can be a blessing to somebody else a redwood tree interlocking roots I'm going to stand with you brother I'm going to stand with you sister we're going to get through this situation because our God is able now let's just worship him and enjoy his presence allow him into our life I'm reminded of the scripture he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it and so I was thinking about the title for this message who's going to take home the trophy I just have to testify and tell you Jesus is my trophy and I get to take home the trophy and you know who really wins in the end it's not the Buccaneers it's, it's not Kansas City it's the saints we win we win hallelujah we get to take home the trophy and he lives in us he abides in us he is our joy praise God can you just close your eyes for a moment and just set your mind on him right now I'm so thankful, Lord, that we win, we win, hallelujah, we win.
we get to take home the trophy because you won the battle for us. Hallelujah. I sense your presence here. Lord, and as weak as we get sometimes, and we don't always like going through the workout test, and, but you encourage us through the word and through other believers, and we thank you that we can flourish and be planted in your house. We can become spiritual redwood trees, unmovable, unshakable. Why? Because we put guardrails of protection around our mind. Your word is a lamp into our feet, a light for our pathway. You started this work and you're faithful. And so God, I pray for all those that are going through tests right now and those that are going through the workout in life. Lord, today, may we just embrace your presence. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Embrace your presence, oh God. The joy that we find being in the presence of God. You're so good. We're so grateful. We're so thankful for the cross. Thank you for showing and proving your love to us. Thank you that you rose again, giving us total and complete victory over our past. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, can you thank him now? Just raise your hands and, and bless him now. Say, thank you, Jesus. I need your refreshing. Would you just tell him that? Say, Lord, I need the refreshing of your Holy Spirit. Come and breathe on me. Come, oh, holy water of God. Living water of God. Let there be such a deluge of living water poured upon us. Fill this place, this place, my heart, my life, my mind, my emotions, Lord, every part of me. Fill it with your presence. Thank you, Jesus. And for those that don't know you, I am... I just invite you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, I invite you right now, just let him in. Accept him as Lord and Savior. You know he died for you. You, you believe in the gospel story. Speak it out. Say, Lord, I believe Jesus Christ died and rose again for my sin. I believe that you live forevermore. And because you live, I, I find the joy of your presence. You have been resurrected in my life, and I find joy. Forgive me of all my sin. I, I just repent. I have a mind change. I, I turn around, and I find in your presence the greatest of joy. And it is we, the saints, who actually win this day and every day because the victory is ours because the battle was the Lord's. And so we give thanks and praise in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer today, just if you're online, just let us know. Say, I came back to God today.
Just let us know. It will encourage us to keep the gospel. It will keep us to remember the blood that was shed. To tell you how much Jesus Christ loves you so much.